Eight in row. It's been a few days since you left the town of Honey Hills with Bessie in tow. Dawson has been left behind to continue delving into the abandoned temple. How long did you end up staying in Honey Hills, and what have you been doing the last few days since you left? I believe I would have taken advantage of where we are and tried to learn from any of the local farmers or, or, or um, medicine folk uh, how best to use the honey that we are walking away with outside of putting it in our tea. Why don't you go ahead and give me a... Give me a lore check. I feel like that's the best one out of the knowledge skills. Go ahead and make it out of uh, easy difficulty. So one purple. My lore is atrocious. So, which makes sense, I think. Ooh, okay. One success and two advantage. So I'll say that you were able to learn from the local apiarists uh, about different forms of medicine, that you could use the honey for uh, for poultices and such, for herbal remedies and, and healing teas. And you were able to do it because of your advantages without getting stung once. What? Oh. Red. I feel like Ro is just slightly disappointed that he didn't get stung. It's part, it's part of the process, you know? I, I want the whole experience. But also thankful that I did not get stung. I don't know how I would react to a bee sting. It's a good question. Does Ro know if he's allergic or not? Ooh. He does not. You may get a chance to find out. Who knows? This is very true, Eight. But also, just in case I am, I'd rather err on the side of safety, you know? If, actually, thinking about it, if I were to get stung, this would be the best place to do it because the people here are experts when it comes to bees and bee stings. I'm going to go get stung. Excuse me. And wherever we are, I'm going to get up, find a bee, and ask it to sting me. You're literally going to ask it to sting you? Well, I'm going to ask it to sting me, but then knowing that it can't respond back, okay, bee, sting me. And I'm going to poke it. You know what? Just for that, give me a resilience check, please, and give it to me at... Give it to me at easy difficulty, because I can't justify anything higher. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One success, one advantage. Two, two, no, two, yes, two advantage. One success, two advantage. You get stung because you've harassed this poor little bee who lives a very pleasant and fattening life among the uh, hives of Honey Hills. And you do get stung, but it, just a normal bee sting. I mean, it hurts and it pops up, but you are not allergic. Okay. At, back at the tavern or table, wherever we're at, I'm inspecting the sting very closely and just waiting for something, some sort of reaction to happen. It's not doing anything, Eight. It's tender, but there's no swelling. I'm not, I'm not feeling ill. I'm not allergic, is what we're learning. I will nod my head. That is good. If you were allergic, there is a very good chance that it could have killed you. Which is why I did it here. In Honey Hills. That was a good plan. While we are spending some time here, I believe I still have a critical injury that I would need to heal up from, so I will spend some of my time tinkering on myself 
to heal that up. And you're going to hate me for this, Dax, but I think while we're here and while Ro is investigating the best uses for honey, I would like to speak to one of the local apiarists about the intricacies of beekeeping and see if anyone is selling a queen. Because what is a darkwood core used for if not a makeshift hive? Give me a charm check. Make it at medium difficulty. And my reasoning for charm is these apiarists love their bees. They're like family to them. So to ask them to part with one of their queens, eh, gonna take a little finagling. What difficulty is this? Medium. I can understand how difficult it might be to part with something that you cherish. But despite my gruff exterior, I assure you, I would take utmost care of your queen bee. And I am left with a success and an advantage. You are given a bee as well as a little makeshift carrying hive to carry her in. Oh. Well, I was planning on incorporating the bee into my own core to become a walking hive. But doesn't that take time? How much time are we going to be here? Well, I had asked y'all how long... (laughs) mm, I did ask how long y'all had planned on staying in Honey Hills. So you two tell me. Let's say... Seven meals. Seven meals worth of time. So a few days. Yeah, a weekend. Plus breakfast the morning we leave. That's fair. That's fair. All right. uh, Give me a mechanics check then, please. Give it to me at hard difficulty. Meh, can, X. I'm going to spend a story point and upgrade one of my green to a yellow. Right, so that means there's two in the GM pool and two in the player pool. Puts me at two yellow, two green, and three purple. Two success. Then over the course of the weekend, you are successful in making your interior a portable hive for your new queen bee. So you spent a few days in Honey Hills. At, real quick, before we transition to the present, what what exactly does this portable hive look like? You know the stereotypical looking? No. The little round. Yeah, the, the one that kind of looks like a dog's Kong, where it's concentric circles stacked on top of one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what the portable one that they gave me looks like. And it has like a little... A little handle made out of a, a thin wire that I can carry. I didn't get rid of that, so I've still got that. But in order to incorporate the bees into my core, majority of my interior is just tightly coiled vines and tightly, densely packed wood fiber. So essentially, I just kind of spent a portion of the weekend just boring a single hole above the gemstone in my chest and taking the queen and just kind of putting her on the tip of my finger and gently inserting the bee into this hole all the while I was just whispering this is your new home This is your new domain. You are comfortable here. I will keep you safe. Yes, this is good. You are safe now. And hoping that the queen will take to this absurd new 
facility facility for her to live in and did you name your queen bee no okay good because it'd be another little like npc that i would forget exists until like six episodes down the line (laughs) just a poor bessie uh (laughs) as i said it's been a few days since you left honey hills this last leg of your journey has brought you through a mountain pass nicknamed the Broken Notch. You've spent a day in the near dark, guided by lanterns and the occasional watchguard. As you exit the pass, you see before you the entrance to a town, eh, not more than a hundred feet away. What strikes you about this town is as your eyes are immediately drawn to a set of massive black stone doors, guarded on either side by a statue of some ghastly creature seated atop a column. Their make appears to be the same as the doors in which they guard. We haven't come across any any towns or settlements with walls such as this. Have we? Well, what's odd is that it's not even a wall around the town. It's just a large set of doors near the town. Oh, it's just doors just in the middle of nowhere. I mean, not... Not nowhere, but... Massive, massive doors. Okay. As we walk up, then, I'll whisper over to... to eight. I wonder why the doors... What the purpose of... We can just walk around those doors. I would imagine it's an etiquette thing. As in... I mean, of course... Of course I'm just going to walk... We're going to walk through it. I just... In case someone has a thing about doors, they can walk around it. Well, it would be rude to enter a place of living without asking to enter first. I assume that we would have to Mm -hmm. obtain permission to enter this village before we can pass through the doorway. If they were so concerned about permission, they would have built walls to go with the doors, right? That would be entirely less inviting. Perhaps the point is not to drive people away, but to make them feel welcome. Ah, I see. It's the whole ritual of entering through a passageway. And mm, okay, I see your point there. And the doorway is open, right? Nope, the doors are closed. Perhaps it's it, it's a work in progress. Like they just finished the door, and then they're working on the walls. That could be true. Perhaps they are just very slow stonemasons who decided to complete the doorway first. Are we at the doors? So oddly enough, as you and Aid are having this conversation, you're getting close to the doors, you're realizing these doors are upwards of like 60 feet tall. Mm-hmm. And the doors actually open to reveal an individual exiting all by their lonesome. Oh. Lexi, would you care to describe your character and introduce them? Absolutely. My character, her name is Tamshin. She is a minotaur. She's a large minotaur. I, I want to say like six or seven feet tall, which are, you know, those two numbers are pretty close together, but that's a lot of a difference. But she's very tall. You can't really tell how tall she is just by looking at her. But you feel the presence of this huge, not bull looking minotaur, but cow looking minotaur. Um, so she looks a little soft. She's got cute little like round ears that have tons of just earrings going through them to the point that normally they would be kind of up near her head but they kind of fall down just from the weight of the earrings she's got tons of like necklaces that seem kind of handmade each jewel and kind of 
metallic piece on the necklace is like short or long. Like it's it's kind of, you can just tell that it wasn't precisely cut. She's got like a long sash, a dark gray vest kind of piece that is actually like a piece of armor, very buff arms that she is showing off that you could like kind of tell she's just like trying to show people like, don't mess with me. And on her belt, you see that she's got a specific like she's got tons of belts kind of layered up, but on one belt you see like hanging down a couple of pieces of just chalk that just sway with her every step. She has two glaives on her back that she just like wears pretty proudly. And she just kind of stands there as she's walking out. She just seems super defeated. You notice that she's kind of like a little charred in some areas. She's very dirty. She's got smears of charcoal. Um, Her glaives look recently used. um, And she seems to be like, with one of the pieces of chalk, she has like a little tablet in front of her and she's like marking something down. She's like, no, that's not, that's not right. I can't, that's not it. Wrong, that's the wrong. And she seems to be figuring something out going to tap eight on the shoulder just kind of like look there's a person this this person they remind me of our friend big mood uh hello hail hail and well met um not this again how many times do we have to say hail and well met is something that is only done in fiction we are adventurers and i'm trying to turn it into a thing if it's not a thing it really should be a thing I will not help you make that a thing. Well, here you are. You are going to help me. Hello, my name is Ro. This is my friend. And I'll motion over to Eight. Hello, I am Eight. And I will not say hail and well met. Thank you for helping. And But you were part of the, the whole process. Um, <laughs> what would your name be? Uh, hello, uh, my name is Damshin. You two, are you trying to go in the city? Technically, we're pa- yes, but not to be in the city. Just more, more of passing through, you know. Just, just uh, if this was any other town, we'd do the same thing. Um, do you do you need like a description of our characters? Sweet. So Ro is just a lo- little over uh, six feet. He's got this uh, shaggy, maybe shoulder length at this point, black hair. He's a little, little lanky, but that is for that the lankiness is further um, emphasized by the fact that his armor is just a little bit too big for him. It, it looks like he's wearing the armor is wearing him um, and it's loose and it kind of just ever so slightly clanks around as he moves and walks. And it's this dark steel uh, looking armor that uh, is pretty plain got scratches and stuff it, it looks pretty worn but the the sort of clothing underneath you notice zippers you notice patches tears with him he carries just a sword on his on on his side on his hip um and the thing that's st- uh, the if there was a piece of clothing that stood out it's his boots because they're relatively new they break all the time He's got a... I'm trying to decide if he still has the box beard. He still has the box beard. Standing beside Ro is a automaton that is roughly five foot 
eight, very average in height, very average in build. The armor plating that makes up the protection on their frame is kind of bulky. So like the core, the skeletal frame of them is pretty average, but they're just kind of bulky around that. Their face plate covers a fairly gaunt looking face with brilliant violet lenses that flash and brighten when they are excited and you would note that they are very bright and vivid upon seeing you and talking with you they also have a cerulean cape that wraps around their neck and drapes down their back strapped on their waist is a series of belts and pouches and you would note that they don't carry any weapons on them though it appears that they have a meat tenderizer and other cooking implements that they have at the ready. In their right gauntleted fist is the lead of a donkey that straggles behind the pair of the adventurers. This donkey looks lifelike, but there's something a little off about it upon looking at her. You would probably hear the automaton refer to her as Bessie at least once. And the donkey is just laden with packs and satchels and all sorts of adventuring gear. This automaton almost looks like they might be a merchant or a peddler of some sorts. And also their torso is covered in bees at this point with like a brilliant purple gemstone just shining in and amongst the the quivering mass of bees this city is not uh, not easy to get through oh get through but particularly easy to get in i assume we 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 were just looking at the doors and these statues and wondering i at least i was i was wondering why we couldn't just walk around the doors they do look heavy uh, yes, uh, and Dax, would I know why the city is guarded? So, considering you just came from the doors, you, you exactly would know why. Tamshin, you know that this city was actually built up originally to guard said doors, which guard a very specific object at its center. The doors really are just a visual representation of the portal entryway that leads to the labyrinth beneath the city that houses said object. They are protecting something. Uh, You know, it would be easy to just pass through and get what you like, take what you like, honestly, if they did not uh, protect themselves. Oh, okay. Is that what happened to you? You you look so, somewhat disheveled, if you don't mind me saying. Would you like to rest with us for the night? Will you buy me a drink if I do so? I mean, I don't know if you're adventuring fair, but... I will grab the pouch which carries the, the, the currency. I think so. Yeah, sure. Why not? One one drink. One drink. That's That works perfectly. Great. Then I will take you inside. Yes, is the tavern you recommend? There's a tavern called the the Lazy Tear. The Lazy Tear, okay. Yeah, its owner is always sad. It's very interesting. 
to look over at eight. That seems like a challenge to cheer them up. I agree. Are they are they bee friendly? Do not know about bee friendly. Okay. We'll just we'll just ask. We'll just we'll just ask, right, eight? No, they should be fine. They're very well behaved bees. So that brings up a good point. Um Tamshin, what's the name of the town in which the lazy tear is housed? Um Marble Moon. Let's do that. Marble Moon. Perfect. Um Yeah, so Tamshin will um she will dust herself off. Uh she will put her tablet like this the tablet that she's writing on in her bag um and then escort them into marble moon and head towards uh yeah the the what did i call it the lonely tear the lazy tear the lazy tear perfect and eight and row you will notice that as tamshin gets a certain distance away from the doors if you look through the doors you see nothing beyond oh other than a set of trees okay just because of how the doors are situated near the town. Oh. The doors close once Tamshin gets a certain distance away. Oh. oh. So it's like um, a grocery store's automatic doors, except in a fantasy setting. Yes, but instead of sliding towards the center, they open and close like standard doors. But yes. Yeah. Got you. Got you. How do these doors open and close on their own? Did, did you open them, friend Tamshin? Um, I think that Tamshin will like step just enough in the door so they open up again. She'll be like, What? What are you talking about? I don't. You're. Are you coming or not? Um, yes. Y- yes. Yes, we are. Well, we're right behind you, but it's impeccable the way you open these doors for us as we enter the city. Village, town, hamlet. I think there's. Too many people to call it a hamlet at this point. But yes, I wish I could say that I was doing it myself, but I'm not. Oh, so okay. So so we we could do it. I'm going to later on test this theory out. Um, and she'll just hope that they follow through. Yeah, we're following. We're following. <laughs> we walk and talk all the time. Now, real real quick, are you going through the doors back towards the labyrinth, or are you going around the doors to go to the town? I'll go around for now and take them to the tavern. I um, think that's probably important for her to do, so she'll just take them to the tavern. While we're walking, I will kind of hustle up my, my feet clomping on the ground as I hustle up next to Tamshin. When we first saw you, you were muttering and holding out some sort of slate. Do you mind if I ask what it's for? Of course. Personally, I have been going through the labyrinth for quite some time. And uh, today was, and she'll take out the slate, like attempt number 47 by myself and put it back. It gets worse every time. My head quirks. And I look at Ro, and then I look back forward. You must excuse my ignorance, but... Labyrinth? What is this about a labyrinth? Well, they don't want me to tell everyone this, because uh, it could put the city in danger, but 
Beneath the city is a labyrinth that weaves its way towards something very valuable. A, a, a magical item, if you will. And uh, I am in desperate need of it. And therefore, I will try again tonight and tomorrow and probably the day after that and the day after that, if I have to, to get there. But it's very tough. I keep getting stopped at certain places because uh, it's just not good. Like like certain challenges and, and, and uh, obstacles in the way? Yes, you could say that. Like... Traps and illusions? It is a lot down there. There's a lot going on and every single time I encounter something new, but also I know certain things, so it's kind of like I go through and I mark down new things that I encounter and already have old things that I encountered and it's a I just stumble my way through but a, a bit more technical than stumbling if that makes sense but mm. and plus there's the whole maze aspect you know you need to remember the routes that you took last time to towards you know and you could easily get lost Ooh, luckily for me the maze part is the easiest part my brain is just like it it's like nothing. It's a walk in the park for me, but the other stuff is just hard. Oh, that's so exciting. That's so cool. I put up a finger. Interesting anecdote. If you go into a labyrinth or other dungeon and put your hand along one wall and continue to proceed forward with your hand along the same wall, did you know you will never get lost? Because eventually that wall will wrap around and become the opposite wall. And therefore you will never lose your way if you maintain your hand on that same wall. You could do that, and I believe that, but also you could just be Minotaur and not have to worry about hands on walls and taking two times as long to get through the whole thing because you have to go along one wall and then the other wall and it's a whole thing. But if you're not Minotaur, then this works. This is something new I'm learning about Minotaurs. That is, that is very, very cool. You just have a natural, na natural, you know, map when it comes to mazes and labyrinths, don't you? It's very, feels like spiritual connection in maze. I feel close to myself, I feel in tune, and I just follow my instincts, create mental map, and move forward from there. Mm -hmm. I see, I see. It's, um, it's very much uh, something I sort of have but more more with smells and 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 um you know aromas interesting and me with cooking and also beekeeping now and your donkey yes bessie bessie now how do you get any smells or anything like stories or when Bessie is around, does she smell bad? Does she cloud your senses sometimes? Do your bees and your honey cloud your senses? What do they smell like? I can't smell, so I can't really. Well, it it's more it's more like you know when when I encounter a new smell, I never forget it. You know, there's a the olfactory senses are, are very closely tied to memories and and the analytical structures of the brain at least so i've been told and so so i've read and 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 some creatures are more more in tune with that than others when you do come across 
unpleasant smells or overpowering smells, yes, it does tend, it, it is, it is hampering in that sense. But those are far and few in between. Bessie here is extremely, extremely clean and does, does not emit very strong aromas. She is also hypoallergenic. I think that Tamshin will, with her gigantic frame, walk over so she's towering above this donkey, get down so she's in a squat, and just like... I did not sneeze, you're right. Hypoallergenic. This is good, this is good. This is a very... You two are very interesting tamshin real quick just because you are right face to face with this donkey you will notice now that you are much closer there's a reason something seemed off about bessie bessie's an automaton perfect um can i like uh oh god oh no i didn't want to have to encounter this question um but do i have hooves you tell me oh God, I don't want to make this decision for myself. Because <laughs> it's supposed to be like the head of a bull and the body of a man. So technically, I think that I would have hands, which is kind of gross to think about. I'm just thinking if you're kind of want to go like middle of the round and not really lean either way, you could all like have he- uh, human like hands, but like instead of five fingers, you have three. So like, as if the index in the middle and then the pinky and the ring were one finger and it's almost hoof-like. But they're still bendable-like hands, so you still have the dexterity of fingers. Oh. Like a Ninja Turtle hand. Yes. Yeah, like a Ninja Turtle hand, yes. I like that a lot more. I think that I will, with my Ninja Turtle hand, flick the automaton and hear the metal ring. And after that, that's when I'll be like, you are interesting. You're very resourceful. This is this is smart. That there is no reaction to anything you do to the donkey from the donkey. It's just like the most docile thing you've ever seen. And I will stand all the way back up from my squat. Say, you know, um, drinks are on me instead. That's oh. what we will do. I, 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 I this is <laughs> honestly, um, the most refreshing day that I've had in a long time. Well, that's good. Just mechanical donkey. Like, it's metal. Just, who would have thought, you know? You know, I I often laying, uh, go, going to going to sleep at night, often think just how special Eight and Bessie are. Eight. Your name is Eight? Yes. Your name is. Oh, my my name is Ro. I'm I'm yes, yeah. I, I know we threw those at you just immediately. Ro, Bessie, and Eight. Okay, okay. Well, why don't we get you to the tavern for a drink, and we will also get Bessie to the tavern for a drink, and she will just like laugh really hard and slap her thigh at the thought of Bessie drinking because she's not real um and just start walking forward like parading forward towards the tavern <laughs> as tamshin goes walking off i will turn to Ro and say is there something inherently funny about bessie drinking of which i was not aware previously i think there's something amusing about a donkey drinking in general i will ponder that statement as we continue along towards the lazy tear 
Like, how would they? How would they hold it? Oh, you mean the physical act of drinking out of a glass, like a human? Mm-hmm. Huh. That is comical to think about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you get to the lazy tears. You're pretty standard. I mean, the hat that. Aside from the doors that lead to some labyrinth underground, I mean, the town is pretty average. You got your your stone and brick and mud buildings. You got your tavern that is two levels. Uh, what would normally appear to be a plucky little te- uh, innkeeper at the bar if you had not already been warned that they are always sad. Um, you walk in, uh, the innkeeper sees you, Tamshin, and they very gently nod and acknowledge that you have come into the the tavern but it's not like there's some happy greeting that meets you they're looking very forlorn and slowly cleaning the bar top as if just wasting away the hours look there's the sad individual I am saddened just by looking at them it's a very interesting tavern atmosphere to be walking into. Typically, we are greeted by someone who is very friendly. I cannot say I prefer to be greeted by someone who is forlorn. They could be they could be forlorn and friendly. Friendlorn? Friendlorn. Do you suppose we can make them happy? See that, that that's what I was thinking. You get up to the bar and you hear this this voice. Hi, Tamshin. What can I get you today? Belwyn, how are you doing? They shrug. We're working on talking about our emotions, right? We're doing this together. We're working together to put words to the things that we're feeling. A shrug is not helpful for me because I want to help you. They shrug again and this time go, what does it matter? It's just another day. Do you want a drink or not? I would like three drinks, and it does matter to me. Okay, it matters that you are... You don't have to be happy, because being happy does not solve anything. But I want to be sure that you're satisfied with what you're doing, and... and You don't have to work here and do all of this if you're not satisfied with your work. How do you you feel about that? We've talked about this before, but my friends are here and we are all people that may, and I'll turn around to them, we may not be happy, but we're satisfied with the lives that we chose as if, as adventurers and she'll she looks like she's asking you a question like asking you and Ro is like enthusiastically nodding and giving thumbs up Ro Ro we are friends we are friends with Tamshin we're friends yes friends and adventurers yes adventurers they're happy with being or they're satisfied with being adventurers and you I'm pretty happy oh happy over here see happy Eight, are you happy? I am content. Content. Good word. That was a good word. And they have a mechanical donkey that is very happy to be mechanical. And maybe it's not happy, but it's satisfied. 
So I don't need you to be happy, but I want to know if you're satisfied doing this work because otherwise I will not order a drink if you're not happy or satisfied to serve drinks. Does this make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Well, I'm satisfied. You're not saying that to make me happy, are you? And she'll like, she'll like really lean over. <laughs> You're telling the truth. I suppose. They turn around and start pouring uh, ale into bugs. <sighs> you know, Belwyn, you make me very happy. You make me very happy. I'm very happy that you're here and we worked through that and here are my friends hello as they start doling out the mugs they shrug again and say well thanks for noticing me and then go back to cleaning the bar top thank you very much um, Belwyn your tavern here is quite lovely I am quite content to have found this shelter yeah, it's an awful nice tavern. Much nicer than the rest of me. Well, hold on there, hold on there. Well, the, the, the entire tavern atmosphere would not be complete without you. And so, please, include yourself in that loveliness. I wish I could say yes, but I can't. Okay, this is quite the nut to crack. Belwyn is a treasure... But the thing about treasure is that you have to get it to open up in order to access the treasure, you know? We we will revisit this throughout the night. Yes, yes. So, eight, Rue, Bessie, she will like peek over. I think that I, I want you all to know she is just like, minotaurs are like, half beasts of burden to be real and so to see a beast of burden that is like not actually like a robot is just like very funny to her she's just like (laughs) 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 she's just laughing about (laughs) herself um it's like it's like every like every so often (laughs) just tamshin and looks over (laughs) yeah exactly she's like getting a giggle from the fact that like bessie is just like standing there doing nothing (laughs) So every once in a while, she literally will just be like, just like giggle to herself. She looks at both of you. What brings you here? I know you said that you were passing through, but like, where were you before this? And are you hoping to get somewhere after? Well, for myself, I'm here in the, originally I was here uh, to in the continent of Yulela to sort of just study study uh, different cultures and and uh, and hopefully some sort of magical constructs and 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 ways of, of living in order to bring back home um, to to educate those from back home. Since then, however, I've I think I've grown accustomed to this this adventuring lifestyle and found that it is probably the most efficient way. To gather different perspectives and, and cultures and uh, do 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 the do that sort of research. Interesting. Have you uh, found anything you find interesting that you're excited to take back and you know think about, or what is your favorite piece of people, I guess, or culture that you're excited to share? Well, everyone is so. I mean, I, I'm. 
so ready to share most of it, all of it, really. I think we spent a lot of time in Kidolva, which was the center of a lot of knowledge and being able to describe that and show the folks back home just how how big the world is and pointing at Kidolva would I think is probably the thing that I want to spend the most time of course I, I want to share uh, much of it maybe maybe the devil's butthole or maybe I'll leave that part out maybe perhaps yes um but it's it's not really a a, a a question of what is my favorite. I think it's more of a question of what the folks back home will enjoy and be receptive to the most. I should hope that the people back home love you enough that they will listen to you and understand how you sound like you're an adventurer, but also you sound like you love your home. I, 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 I do. Yeah, I mean, no, I, there was a question at the end of that. I do. I very much do. I just, I just, I just think that I've disagreed with everyone back home for so long that it gets hard, hard to do so. Hard to actively love them. I understand that. Well, I think that there is anything worth holding on to to actively love I think the best way to uh, help yourself there is hold on to those things but also you cannot be afraid to walk away if there's nothing there to hold on to that's that's the part of it that I struggled with the most whether or not I was leaving home to escape or leaving home on the promise that it will be coming back with some with with better things to to operate on i know i'm being vague but i haven't really put it into words yet i've been I, we've been busy that is okay i think um for right now you are not a neither a wanderer or a explorer that is going to return you are an adventurer and adventurers sometimes bring back their wares and make things the whole thing is to make things better for other people and at the right point you will decide whether or not going back to your home is the best way to make their lives better and make your life better above all that I appreciate this of course I it really uh, warms my heart to see such exquisite people out and about curious still it it feels like people have lost the question mark from their vocabulary if that makes sense it feels like no one's asking questions or trying anything new but also I, I don't know I've been trying the same thing for the past like 48 days, so I'm not, uh, I can't really speak too heavily on this. But, eight, I'm curious to to your story and even Bessie's story. <laughs> but, eight, please tell me. Well, that's a complicated story, in a sense. 
Originally, I departed from my home in search of knowledge, for I was curious as to the world around me. I spent the majority of my formative years serving my mother in her daily needs and her day-to-day requests. Over time, she grew dependent upon me. And so I stayed and served. But one day, several months ago, I suddenly discovered that, and I will put my hands out, I could simply leave the place where I was staying. There was nothing tethering me to it, so I decided to do so. And I departed on what has now become an epic quest, as my friend Ro would describe it. I have met all manner of people. I have fought villains. I have assailed scoundrels in their underground thieves' lairs. I have braved harsh desert winds. I have contemplated walking on the bottoms of lakes and oceans. And I have been beset by magical illusions in enchanted forests. I have stepped through portals. I have had combat with large tree creatures. And one old lady who was particularly fond of tea and violence. But the one thing that has remained a constant in all of my adventures has been my desire to learn new things, experience new experiences, and make new friends, which I have been very fortunate to do so along the way. And you may now consider yourself among those friends, and I will gesture broadly at Tamshin. Bessie is a much less exciting story. Bessie was gifted to me on behalf of my quest to discover what happened to an innumerable amount of children that have gone missing. Bessie is my stalwart companion and beast of burden who carries all of our adventuring gear and does not complain because Bessie does not have the same needs as a flesh and blood donkey and therefore is objectively superior in the role she has to fulfill. I, I, I wonder what your story would look like from the perspective of Bessie. Bessie will have a very interesting story at the end of this. Would you believe that you are not the first Minotaur we have come across? Well, uh, I would think that you would come across more, but also at the same time, we kind of keep to ourselves. ourselves. It's not something that uh, happens pretty common, leaving our uh, communities and wandering, becoming adventurers. Uh, But... I, I I would believe that. Our friend Big Mood and his family made a whole whole thing of adventuring. Always quite interesting to see what people put their energy into. I personally, um, I come from a long family of hedge makers. Um, so we, I mean, maybe that's why the labyrinth thing is pretty easy for me because my family creates them and I'm in charge of tending to them. Um, But mostly the creation part is my job. So we kind of keep to ourselves and create little communities in our labyrinths. 
so speaking of this labyrinth, you said you've you've been around this particular one for almost how many months is that? Almost for, for just over a month. A month and two weeks, or a month and a week, I think. Yeah, just about there. And you said it's to, you, you're trying to get to something that the labyrinth holds. Is that something that you are uh, that you're privy to share? Um, would you like some sort of assistance? Well, I would love assistance for it. Some of the challenges. I will admit, are better explored by more than one person, I have found. Um, I cannot fully explain the nature of the magical item at the center of the labyrinth. Um, All I know is that I need it to move forward in my journey. I have been stuck doing the same thing for this long. I cannot offer money or fame for helping me, but it would be helpful in getting me back to my family, and I would appreciate that. Sure. I I think think that sounds wonderful. We were very recently in a temple, but the temple wasn't very much of a maze. Or Labyrinth. I think this would be the first time we've ever, or at least I have, ever encountered such a place. Now, hold on a moment, Ro, and I will hold a hand up. What about the underground passageways that led us away from Kidovo? Would you not have categorized that as a type of labyrinth or maze in its own right? I think I would consider it as labyrinthian, but not a labyrinth proper. Hmm. I suppose there is a differentiation between those two. All of that to say... I, eight, would also be delighted to assist you in your quest. Payment is not necessary, for we are adventurers, eager for experiences. Well, I can promise there's experiences galore here. Um, Let me ask you two, what exactly are you experienced in when it comes to adventuring? What would you say your strengths are? your weaknesses, if any. Um, Like, for me, I am tall. Eight, you seem to be a good cook. That is great. Eight is also very good when it comes to magic. Oh. Oh. That is why you have no weapons. You see, she takes a deep breath. Like, okay, cool. (laughs) Sigh of relief. Yeah. You, you do magic. Okay, cool. Great. Okay. All right. Um, I thought you, I, well, I did not know what you were doing and I did not know. Perhaps, perhaps a demonstration would ease your mind and make you feel more comfortable with my capabilities. Please show me your magic. Do what you must. This, you are quite for a treat here, Tamsin. Absolutely. It would be my delight. I will pick up whatever spoon is on the table as my casting implement because it's just the tactile feel of having a wand in my hand is something that uh, apparently I need. Didn't you buy one in Honey Hills? Like you bought something? Oh, yeah. Did. We did. And for some reason, I still used a yes. stick. Yeah, we, we spent a whole whole thing. How foolish <laughs> of me. All right. Uh, you will see me lift my arm 
and oh I will flick my wrist forward and a little compartment will pop out on the metal gauntlet and from inside of it a wooden spoon will just eject out into my hand and then it will just kind of close again after I have it in my hand. My robotic hands are very similar to your own in the fact that they have three giant sausage-sized fingers as well. And they are gripping the spoon. And I will just kind of hold it aloft and say, okay, this is an incantation I have not performed in quite the long period of time, but it is dazzling, it is amazing, and I believe you will understand the utility of it immediately upon its completion. GM, I would like to summon a swarm of spectral blue butterflies. Sure. Why not? I think this was, this will just be like an illusion spell. So what difficulty would you like to set it? Conjure. Easy. You've done it before. Yeah. After everything cancels, I have six successes. So I am just going to say the, the bar is full of these vivid, brightly colored cerulean butterflies that just spout out of the tip of the spoon like water from a hose. And I just go in an arc as all of these butterflies just come bursting into existence and flap around the entire room. You suddenly hear, from the direction of the bar. I was, yes. I was going to say, I look over at Belwyn. I was about to say Eeyore to, to see the reaction. Hamshin also like turns at the sound of a laugh <laughs> very slowly and looks at Belwyn. Realizing that it is Belwyn, I throw my hands up in the air, look over at uh, Tamsin. <laughs> look, you did it. Eight. What have I done? That was that was Belwin. That was Be- laughing. Oh, well, this has just been one of the best days ever. We made a new friend and we made a sad person laugh. And that is where we are going to end the session. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us next time. But in the interim, follow us on Twitter at Roads Uncharted. The Roads Uncharted podcast is GM'd and produced by Dax, whom you can find on Twitter at GM underscore Dax. We use the Genesis RPG system published by Fantasy Flight Games and music licensed by Epidemic Sound. Eight is played by Ren, who also composed our opening theme. Follow them on Twitter at Thorny Dryad. Roe is played by Kappa, and you can follow him on Twitter at the Kappa Chris. Arthas, champion of Offham, is played by Neil. Tamshin today has been played by our guest, Lexi. You can follow her on Twitter at Black Girl Mage. 